Hi, I'm Alice. Pause for effect. Zhao. And I'm Curtis. Can't say gift right. Herbert. And good day, mates. I'm Daniel, a.k.a. Jelly. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's dead. <laughs> Whole episode is just five minutes of Jelly laughing. It was said with such enthusiasm, too. And this is Independence, a show about making making apps and making a living and not dying Oof. in the process. And terrible accents. And terrible accents, apparently. <laughs> but happy holidays, Jelly. I did get you a present. I worked hard on this one. Okay. GIF. Whoa. Now, I, now I've got something to cut in. I, I, I can happy, re- happy holidays. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And I, I do also like your app, GIF Wrapped, uh, a lot. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, this is like the first time I've That's ever had to not punish I said punish it right you. in this twice. So many yeah. sound bites in and one. And those are the only times. So please put that uh, somewhere safe and you can play it back on loop whenever <laughs> you need some, you know. You need to pick me up. <laughs> yeah, but happy holidays, you too. Happy holidays. And happy new year to to uh, both of you and to everybody who's listening. Because it's now, it's now 2018. It's like, no. it's like the future. And... <laughs> Who knew that we'd get here? But it's a, it's a, it's the new year. It's a new, uh, it's new season, I guess. Not for you, Curtis, because you're in the middle of your season. And uh, but everybody, you know, for for people, regular people, people that aren't Curtis. No, winter officially started at the end of December. Like, that's the <laughs> official start of winter. Oh, I see. So. Yeah. Well, not here. Here, yeah. winter is oh, okay. in the in the middle of the year. Well, obviously, yes, yes. But it's it's a new year and it's a new start for everybody. And there's you know the whole new resolution thing. But I thought we could have a look back and be a bit nostalgic about 2017. You know about the good parts and the relevant parts, um, not the really bad crappy stuff that happened. I mean, first of all, we made it. We made it to 2018. <laughs> we did. <laughs> That's we made it through the year. We didn't die in the process. We're still here. Yeah, it's true. we didn't true. go bankrupt. We didn't die. <laughs> So uh, celebrate the little things. Where it's a new year and we're still indies. So that that's a win in my book. Yes. <laughs> low bars, people. Yeah, low Alice, bars. <laughs> Alice, are you fi- finding it difficult to jump the low bar? Uh, yeah. Twenty seventeen was. Um, looking back, it's just been the a year of a lot of blows. <laughs> Thank for us. We thought we had like a clear plan going forward uh, for 2017. I had to look back to my to-do list for 2017. I don't think any of it <laughs> was completed. Mm. So in the beginning of the year, we were approached by a company who wanted to um, sublicense Gus on the Go. And we spent four months researching on how to go about doing this. And in the end, we decided to walk away from it. In some ways, it felt like four months wasted. And so all the work that we were going to put into the first four months kind of disappeared quickly. And then Mm. the next several months were consumed by finishing up the 64-bit update. And then um, in October, we September, October, uh, we were hit by the new App Store guidelines. And so there were a lot of things that kind of went sideways for us. But we survived. We're still here. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you get things that are just kind of dropped on you. And I, I went through a little bit of that myself in the middle of the year. Well, first kind of half of the year. But as I've talked about before, I take client work here and there to kind of subsidize the stuff that I do with Gift Wrapped. And I had a client job that was supposed to go for a few weeks and no longer. And then it kind of stretched on for a few months, oh, wow. which wasn't great. The money was amazing, but at the same time, it kept on exceeding its scope and 
doing all sorts of nastiness. And as the middle of the year kind of crept up, I found myself with less and less time to work on gift wrapped, which I had planned an update that was supposed to go out in roughly May and well, it didn't go out in May because I was still working on <laughs> I was still working on the client stuff at that point. So I, I can understand how that can kind of throw you throw you. Like and that will throw the plans for the rest of your year if you don't yeah. know how to deal with it. It certainly did for me because as soon as I tried to get my update out and I got it out in like just after Dub Dub and then was dealing with that for a while and then by the time I got around to doing my second update for the year, I was completely thrown uh, out of where I was supposed to be and it was, yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. So looking back, I feel like I could have probably planned for it a little bit better, but uh, I don't know. Or maybe been a little bit firmer with the client. I mean, then again, it is hard to turn down good money yes. when they're basically coming to you saying, we'd like to continue to pay you good money. It's, yeah. it's hard to say no to that. Yeah, I just got to a point where I, I think I just said, OK, well, I've, I've got to be done now. Like, I have no more time for yeah. you because I think if I'd allowed it, they it would have stretched on for many more months. <laughs> Yikes. So, And even without them, you were already stressed coming in past Dub Dub. You seem pretty stressed for the past couple months trying to get your big update out. So I can't imagine what that would have been like you if you also had client work going on then. Yeah. You wouldn't have shipped, which would have not made you happy. Yeah. This is the issue with having that kind of that duality of doing client work, but also trying to do your own products. I tend to find that when I'm doing client work, I don't have the energy left in me mm -hmm. to do gift wrapped as well. I don't have it in me to continue coding potentially over time after having worked on stuff for other people. So it means that all of the time that I'm working on other people's stuff, it tends to take away from my own like my own projects which is fine you know because i'm getting money for it and all that and so there's you know this there are trade-offs that you have to make but when it comes to a deadline and trying to meet that deadline and you're effectively doing paid procrastination <laughs> then, <laughs> then it becomes that's uh, the, my kind of procrastination it a bit of a problem but you know it's a nice problem to yeah. have yeah yeah i mean i i think if i was to do it again if i was to deal with that again i probably would have to be firmer with the client you said that you feel like it was kind of a bit of a waste of time for you, Alice. Was that, is there stuff, something that you would have done differently, like having gone through it now? Yeah. The biggest lesson learned was to talk money early. <laughs> when we, by the time we went through all the work and then had the discussion about how much this was going to cost, we were just at two totally different levels. And had we yeah. had that, that discussion in the very beginning, we would have been like, oh, yeah, we do not want to be a part of this. Yeah. But, I think I mentioned before, it, it did, like, we learned a lot. We understand a little bit about distribution now. If we were to do sub-licensing, we have potentially a lawyer in place <laughs> or a business mentor to ch kind of, like, walk us through what a good contract looks like. So we, we got something yeah. out of it, but um, development-wise, our pipeline was just stalled for a long time. Yeah, I feel kind of bad because I feel like I lucked out this year. In terms of how things went, especially Alice, after you got hit with the App Store stuff, that could have been me and I was very close to going that direction. So I mean, the year started, had a really good season with slopes, enough to make me go, hey, I might be able to go, you know, 100% full time this year as we record. So that was, that was positive. But I left the end of that season going, okay, what next? Because I have to somehow grow slopes and get it to the point where it can be full time. So I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And I kept having this idea for essentially a white labeled version of slopes for ski resorts because they're starting to do this kind of stuff generally their apps really suck and i had the expertise that i could make kind of a drop in hey your ski resort can now have a slopes and it would be free and slopes would still be paid but i'd be doing corporate stuff now 
And I almost went that direction, but I decided that my heart is more in the consumer space. And I'm kind of glad that I did because otherwise it would have been shipping about the time that Apple, you got that call or that Alice, you got that call from Apple. Um, it would have been around this time and it would have been a rejection. (laughs) Yeah. And that would have been a nightmare. Um, so that I, and I knew I would be investing nine months into that kind of product to just to get it off the ground. So I'm really glad uh, that I stayed consumer focused and that actually worked out really well. I, I shipped the new 3D engine. I shipped mm-hmm. Sync. So far, I've yet to get a customer email with a Sync bug, which I am just thrilled with because that was my nightmare. As I say, this there's probably 500 Sync errors that just haven't synced over to my inbox yet, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think things are going pretty well, and this season is off to a really strong start. Sales-wise, it's bigger than last year by 2 to 3 to 4x, somewhere in there. So it's it looks like I'll be able to go full-time in 2018. Um, and that's all because of the work I think I put in in 2017. So that I feel like out of the three of us, I I at least had a good year. Yay! One out of three. Not sorry. <laughs> By our powers combined, we have a combined mediocre success. Yeah, I mean, part of that is planning, right? Like, part of it is like you you put in the plan, and the other part of it is that there were no monkeys throwing wrenches. Yeah. Or maybe they threw them and they just kind of sailed past your head instead of whacking you in the face, <laughs> giving you a black eye. It's kind of it's this weird situation with when you're uh, independent, and I guess just in business in general, you can make tons of plans and have all these plans, mm-hmm. but unless you uh, unless you account for potential problems that you may not even know exist because they don't happen, like they're not gonna. There's no suggestion that they're going to happen for months and months and months and months and months. And Apple doesn't tell you what their guidelines are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, it's, that's yeah. it's a difficult situation to be in, but. I mean, we've all made it through the year. We're still somewhat standing. <laughs> I, I think as yeah, as much as it felt like a blow, um, I think we realized if we follow Apple's vision of moving to like a unified platform for Gus on the go, it's actually what we wanted. But further into the future, it's just happening sooner than we'd like. But yeah. I think it will actually, in the end, we'll end up making a better product. Yeah. We just didn't expect to do it now. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something to looking at situations the right way and not freaking out and making decisions that you are going to regret in the future. Yeah. A lot of the time your initial reaction to getting bad news is like, well, crap, I've got to do something and rush to fix it and rush to deal with it. And sometimes the best thing that you can do is basically go, well, okay, going to take a step and just kind of think about it for a bit, you know, and try and come up with a proper long-term solution. It doesn't like a lot of the time, people's reaction to stuff that happens like that, like your reaction to the situation earlier this year with um, Apple changing their guidelines, part of the reaction is, oh, well, this is going to kill us. But I reckon that's not necessarily the case all the time. Like sometimes it's about the choice that you make having that information now that is what's going to kill you. That'll make or break you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like it's not, it's not that the actual thing that went wrong. It's the, how you react to that. And so it's it's about taking the time to do the, have the right reaction to it. But that can be hard because when you're indie, half of us consider our apps our babies. <laughs> so like you are very emotionally invested, not only financially invested too. So that's just that that can be hard. Like you're talking about taking a step back. But I imagine, Alice, that probably took you and Yano on the scale of weeks to get comfortable like in a headspace where like you weren't just in full on panic mode, right? Like I recall that that was a process for you to work through. Yeah. <laughs> you went through like the five stages of grief. Um, but we eventually just 
got together. He he came into town for release notes, and we just sat down, and we both seem to have the same idea about moving forward exactly at the same time, which kind of speaks to how well we work together. And then we just felt really good about moving forward from there. We didn't necessarily have the exact plan, but we kind of knew how to just move forward from there. And so that was really key. Uh, and I'm not saying that like the best reaction to getting a, like to having a situation like yours, Alice, is to just kind of, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to <laughs> think about it for a while. Because nobody has that reaction. Right. It's just not to be reactionary. Yeah. It's, 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 it's about, yeah, because yeah, it, like, it's not like you cannot take that to heart. It's really hard to take, not take things to heart because these things, they're our kids. They're our, they're, they're part of us. Like they, they reflect like, our hearts and our like our way of doing things and so any anytime that somebody like you know tramples on it or gives you a hard time or whatever or or you know if something changes in the community and suddenly you've got to change the way that you, you do things or you know, a competitor yeah. does something and it feel, you feel like you're going to get left in the dust it's hard that's a really yeah. hard thing to not yeah. have yeah. a reaction to and you kind of wouldn't be a person if you didn't have a, <laughs> right. an initial reaction i think sometimes it's just about waiting it's like you, you've got to you've got to at the same time as having that and dealing with that in yourself. You've got to wait until you uh, you're at a better place. You two hit some bumps this year, but what what were your highlights for your business? I mean, things went well, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> there were we were trying to recount like all the small things that at least made us feel better, and I mean, we still get emails every now and then that people do love our app, and it's very useful um, and very effective. Um, that's huge, especially just because we're, we're in this, such a terrible situation. We're just like, oh, okay, we'll take anything we can get right now. Yeah. But I think I mentioned this early on in another podcast about working with the Romanian community, um, and creating a poster and giving out promo codes. And like, they were just so excited. And that, that small bit of excitement from like an entire group of people, that's huge. Um, for us yeah. that we feel like we're actually making a difference. We made it into People magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, I mean, I mean, again, my mom didn't know what People Magazine was, but uh, <laughs> we're in this list for 100 things to do with your kid this fall, and, and we were number 25 or something, so that was kind of exciting. Nice. <laughs> and I think that just also comes from being around long enough and having, putting the work into the PR before for many years, so it wasn't directly like I, I reached out to someone and got that spotlight, right. it was just a cumulative result. And I think we found out today, not I think, we found out today, um, we just got our, our image trademark approved, which is, it took a nice. year right. to get that through. So you cannot steal the owl. <laughs> oh, for, nice. the, for the character, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My highlights have always been like seeing other people use my app. That kind of translates to like seeing people talk about it and yeah. more, even more so like seeing people that I admire and respect talk about it. So and that and that happened a few times this year. Um, there's no like major. I didn't get any major publications writing about me or anything like that. No People magazine on my end. <laughs> but you know, just seeing seeing some people that I really admire talking about the app, not necessarily just Casey. People you actually admire. All sorts of people. <laughs> um, there's an artist that my wife and I we enjoy the work that she does. Uh, her name is Amy Mebison. She has a couple of times tweeted about Gift Wrapped, which is really nice. And she does That's work awesome. for like Disney and stuff. Um, that's kind of cool. So Merlin Mann has uh, tweeted about gift wrapped at one point. Uh, just you know, there's there's a bunch of people that like, and the kind of 
small amount of attention that I get based on based on that. You know, gift wrapped gets not so much me. Yeah, but it's it's kind of it's nice. It's really nice, and it's really um, if the timing of those is really good, <laughs> and sometimes they are. Like sometimes they'll come right when I'm in the middle of like freaking out about something or I uh, or whatever and it's just it's like a nice little a nice little glimmer of sunshine <laughs> on a dirty window it's just it's it's kind of nice I don't count on them but they do do seem to be timed well <laughs> when they yeah. when it does happen it's like it's like sometimes how you know Curtis is always mispronouncing gif or saying it the uh, right and way and sometimes he <laughs> pronounces it correctly like he did today and then that's just like hope. Hope springs uh, you <laughs> eternal. Know, it's just <laughs> it rises within Don't me. Don't get your hopes think, up. But maybe Don't that, get your hopes maybe up. Maybe someday things will be as they should be. Things are as they should be. Oh, they are as oh, boy. And it quickly falls apart. <laughs> what do you feel that you've learned this year, despite the ups and downs? Um, like, what do you feel like you've actually taken away and said, "This is something I want to carry into." 2018 or something i will never do <laughs> in 2018 i'll never say gif again <laughs> oh boy we were he so just close you right just then. kept poking the bear oh man so i wish i could be <laughs> smart and say i have some massive lesson learned but the one that comes to mind is a much smaller one so i decided to tweak how i do releases and i talked about this at the release notes conference but basically no more big releases. Like the big one with Sync was hopefully one of my last big releases. And I'm just trying to just keep shipping. I get enough code that I can write some release notes. I ship it out. And I've already done that a couple times since the big update went out. And it has felt really good. <laughs> like really, really good. Like features that didn't make the cut time-wise for my big release shipped the next week. And I didn't feel like I had to hold a bunch of them back so I could have a major 3.1 release. It just went out. And then the following week, more code went out. And I have code ready to go for this week. And it's just a constant flow of bug fixes. And just, it feels great. And it's pretty much all thanks to the fact that the ratings no longer reset. So, you know, we're not punished. I don't think it's going to directly impact my business in any large monetary way, but just from a sanity standpoint <laughs> and feeling good about shipping a product, like I don't have these massive soul crushing versions over my head anymore. It's just, just keep making it better and people will like it. And that, that just feels very nice. That's a good one. I like that. I do kind of feel like it is a major epiphany though. Like it's not, that's not something little. That's changing the entire way that you do your app updates. That's, that's yeah, kind of is, changing the way that not, you do your business. It's not really changing my business that much because I'm subscription based. You know, I could not do mm -hmm. this if I was paid up front. But now mm -hmm. that I've kind of fully embraced the subscription mindset and the consumable mindset that I have, there's yeah. no detriment to doing it this way. The only, I guess, real detriment might be it's harder to get press. Because I don't have some big feature to talk, big release to talk about. But and really, credit where it's due, this this idea of going this way really came from Bell back when we were talking in Slack in between shows months ago. And I was just trying to get a, we were talking about some show topic idea and we were trying to talk about how we ship software. And we were asking her, oh, okay, well, you know, how do you deal with versions? And it was like, no, we don't, we don't have versions. We ship features. And that really stuck with me for the back half of the year. And I'm finally embracing it. And feels good man this is the way we should always do it <laughs> go subscriptions and just ship all the time yeah. i'm loving it feels good man so good feels good <laughs> as i've been doing more learning um the last few few months so we're going to be um 
basically building Gus on the Go from the ground up, sort of, um, or rebuilding it because it's going to contain all the different languages um, in one single app and then adding a ton more lessons. So I, I wanted to approach it with a more holistic view, I guess you would call it, and think about it from the user's perspective. Um, I think before we would, when we would make stuff, we just, we would think of it very much in like in developer terms. We're like, okay, I want this button here and this button there. And you just think of, you see the end product already, but you're not really thinking about how a user sees it first. I think that would be a really, um, but much better way to approach something like this, uh, the third time around. <laughs> and then maybe pulling in, um, beta testers earlier. I think we always waited to near the end because we just didn't, we didn't think it was ready enough. And I think we, oh, yeah, we, I'm terrible at that. we just need to yeah. ask them or invite them early and, and get their feedback as soon as possible. Yeah. I've almost given up on beta testers. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think I've talked about this a little bit before. And I do, yeah, I think I we do, flagged this. We need to have a show at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like I've, like, especially over the past year, like, I continue to ship bugs and stuff like that that shouldn't be shipping. And it's partially because of the fact that I don't, I don't catch them. And then my beta testers don't catch them. The public catches them. And so I've been changing, I've been slowly changing the way that I do things so that effectively... Like, yeah, I have beta testers and it goes out to them because, you know, sometimes they will catch the occasional thing or they'll let me know what, you know, stuff that's going wrong. But I'm more and more relying upon shipping stuff under the hood and, mm. like, changing stuff under the hood so that, like, I'm preparing for stuff that's coming out. And before switching everybody to it, it's, like, effectively getting a little bit of testing done. And the idea is to effectively reduce the amount of, stuff that hits everybody all at once and um right. you know make it so that I can turn it off if I need to and that's a messy process because it means that I have to sometimes have two versions of things going mm-hmm. at the same time but it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. starting to help I'm I'm starting to be a bit more relaxed about it which is is kind of nice as well it's like the it's like the versions thing that Ke- that Curtis is having <laughs> I'm having I'm relaxing cuz I don't I don't ha- necessarily feel like I have to worry so much about shipping like terrible breaking features that are going to you know <laughs> screw everybody over yeah i think part of me wants to do the beta also as like just way to get it in the hands of people who are going to be really really excited about it especially if they're longtime users of gus on the go i think that'd be a great way to just kind of give it to them well before we're ready and then when it does release they are happy to talk about it yeah without yeah. without coercion yeah, a lot of apps do that. <laughs> well it's, yeah. it's that press thing that I, that I was talking about a few weeks ago of like yeah. sending it to people who will have opinions about it and they will share those opinions with other people sometimes that's really useful and it sometimes it just means that like they might just like if they just end up using the app because it's like they have it and it's available to them then it's that's great and that's the best situation you can possibly have mm-hmm. because it means that somebody who tells people about your app is just using the app and has the benefit of features and in the case of in-app purchases which are effectively free when it comes to test flights yeah. they get all the benefits right to wrap things up a nice little bow we just looked back a lot let's look forward what are you two looking forward to for your business and your apps for this year really the only thing that i can think of i'm working on a really big major big big major update a 2.0 both in name because i still do that sort of thing and in the feature set like a savage (laughs) yeah i think mostly i'm looking forward to having that be resolved Mm. one of the things that i think you were kind of hinting at with the versions thing earlier curtis is that 
leading up to major versions, having to hold back stuff and having to kind of keep stuff under the hood is, it's a bit of a pain. And for me, that's both in like, you know, I, I really want to get it out there and I want to get people using it. And You want to share it with the world, yeah. Yeah, I want to share it. Um, but it's also kind of a little bit of a pain given that like, you know, I'm working on that stuff and I'm also trying to work on other like the previous versions and they're not the same and I've got to keep them straight yeah. in my head and I've, I effectively have like two to three versions of the code base going at any any particular time because stuff is going on. And I, I think it's looking more and more like that this year is going to be the year for that for me, um, like the year that I actually release that, which means that everything can kind of go back to square one of like uh, everything is the same. And I'm, yeah. so, I'm kind of nice. looking forward to that this year. That's That's probably the biggest thing coming up on the horizon for me. For me... It's going to be being able to move on. <laughs> I think the last year, all we did was <laughs> try to survive or finish what we didn't want to finish. And we were hoping to move on. And then we got hit with something else. And I think we'll finally be able to sit down, plan out the new version and move forward. Because there's so many things we want to do and we're ready to do it. So that, I think that's just going to be a huge relief. Well, and exciting, I'm assuming. That's Greenfield at that point. Yeah. You, you get to plan a brand new app. It's Yeah, it, it, it's kind of scary. because. Uh, but then I also know what works well in the previous two apps. So I'm trying to bring yeah. that magic into something new, but also hoping not to break that magic. But right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think what I'm most looking forward to, but also very intimidating, very, very, very intimidating, is that this season and i'll know within the next month like actually i'll know within the next couple of weeks probably like i think this season might be the point where slopes is full-timeable and like it's a thing it, it it took me since 2013 to get here but i think that this is the year like not even 2018 just the next month or two will suss out if this is a thing or not or yeah. if i have to wait till next year but at the same time that's intimidating as hell because now i i, I like, I feel like it might get to the point where I need more people helping me with this and I need to grow it and run it like a business. And it goes from an indie app to a business. Like, I don't know. That's that's not a process I've ever had to tackle before. And it kind of sounds like a humble brag. I am well aware of that. <laughs> but it's, wah, it's intimidating <laughs> when you're used to fighting for scraps and then all of a sudden you get to a point like i know how to make a small app that doesn't make much money like i i've got that down <laughs> for the past couple of years but now like it, it's just untarded territory so i'm i'm really excited and looking forward to those new problems that i'm gonna have to figure out and to solve but i'm also just intimidated as always because it's just uncharted waters for me and i don't i can again i can build a small niche app i don't know how to necessarily build a business and that's that's scary i think one of the things that you have to do is stop eating packaged noodles right you, you buy actual food does this mean my sodium levels can go back to normal <laughs> i don't know i think it also means you're supposed to stay lean for a while too don't don't take it for granted <laughs> you have to stay yeah. on the on the crappy ramen for a while just kidding oh right okay yeah and don't bring anyone on to help with slopes not anytime soon no yeah okay. you've, you've got to manage the dynamic synergy of your info sectional <laughs> dynamicisms Wow. So many large words. Well, given all of that, then I guess we uh, will wrap up so that we can um, move on with our years. Our years? Year? Our year. Just this the year. year. Just the one year. <laughs> yeah. One at a time, please. So uh, if you would like to get in touch with us or if you'd like to check out any of our previous episodes, the 2017 episodes, 
Uh, you can do that on our website. We have 2017 episodes? No, they're, they're from 2017. Oh. From the year. Okay. It's like, was I drunk <laughs> podcasting? I don't remember those. <laughs> Most of them are you saying GIF correctly. So if you'd like to do that, you can jump on our website. Our website is independence.fm. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can also email us. And that is hello at independence.fm. Uh, if you would like to contact us individually, you can do that as well. Because that's a thing. It's, it's technically possible. And we don't really hide or anything. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Alice is on Twitter. Curtis Sometimes. is on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I am Jelly Bean Soup. I'm Eat a Duck I Must. And I am Parrots, the plural of the bird. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you again in two more weeks. I hope you all had a great holiday season and we look forward to seeing you in this coming year. Until then, goodbye.